Hi, this is Katie and Bella, and you're listening to It's in the Soup. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. It is episode number three. Howdy. Oh I'm so sorry. God. I was trying to be hype. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. I wasn't paying attention. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode number three, and we have a pretty special uh, topic oh, yeah. for this week. We're going to be talking about Bethel. And if you don't know what Bethel is, it is a church in Redding, California, that has some pretty uh, shady stuff attached to it. If I yeah, kind of unusual stuff. Uh, Not well, your standard Pentecostal Baptist method. I don't know all, no. the, all the denominations. Nothing like that. Yeah, <laughs> they're just. I grew uh, up in a different non- breed, bro. I grew up in a non-denominational church. Um, like I was raised purely mm. non-denominational, and I was taught not to like mingle into like the denominations really at all yeah um i didn't know they actually taught that at non-denominational churches i thought it was just like any denomination is welcome and you guys all yeah well it is like it's kind of like anything's well anybody's welcome Mm -hmm. but the the i was kind of like encouraged to not like date people who had a denomination or wow go to other churches that had a specific denomination because a denomination was considered as like a a, a hindrance to what? your spiritual growth. A denomination was? Yeah, because you have like a certain doctrine you go by uh-huh. and like you follow that doctrine and by what I was taught it was like if you add a doctrine to your church it means that it hinders the holy spirit. You, you won't allow the Holy Spirit to, like, move in your life because it goes against, like, your doctrine or something. Pretty sure that's not biblical. I know, it's not. <laughs> it's Pretty not. sure that's not biblical. I was raised in a Southern Baptist church, <laughs> so I, I know I'm probably not the correct person. <laughs> As I say, Southern Baptist no, and non-denominational are very I mean, different. Like, I loved my church growing up. I loved the people there. Um, but I feel like in every church you're going to have some extremes and yeah. stuff like that and there definitely was some there um mm-hmm. there are definitely things i don't agree with that yeah. are there but then i feel like there's just like how pastor steven had talked about uh, how there are the um the unchangeable truths yeah and everything like god created the heavens and the earth isn't that a podcast? Don't doesn't yep. Highland Park Baptist have a podcast called Unchangeable Truth? Ew, we sure we do. should shout that out. Yeah, go listen go, to go Unchangeable listen to Truth. That. We've got it to the point where if you look up Truth, Unchangeable Truth should pop up. Yeah, in the podcast bar. So yeah, and it is on all places you can find podcasts. Binge that after this. Yeah, it's super good. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to be talking about Bethel and everything that's kind of loaded up into that. Um, it is a uh, it's pretty pretty heavy. They've gotten into a lot 
But yeah, so it's it's gonna get pretty uh pretty beefy, I guess. Pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, but um we'll try our best to really deliver it the best way we can. It's such a touchy subject because I mean, if you know us personally, or if you're somebody who's listening who does not know us personally, me and Bella are Christians. So we're Christians. Uh, we believe that God created the heavens and the earth, and he loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. He was resurrected again in three days to restore the covenant with God's people, um, and that way we can have a relationship with God and we can spend eternity with him. Heck yeah. Um, amen. Um <laughs> But yeah, and if you aren't familiar with that, definitely reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you about that. 100%. Um, but it's really hard for me. Like, I felt so torn about talking about Bethel because it's like talking about a fellow Christian. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I listened to this podcast called uh, Cultish, and there there are some things that they talk about that theologically I don't necessarily agree with, but then there are some other really solid things, um, mm-hmm. and they talk about... Um, different groups, they talk about actual cults and then things are kind of cultish. Like, yeah. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And I believe that, like, Bethel kind of falls under that category as cultish. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they have their people and that's who you're in with and then they have their own little thing going on and it's just a little sketchy. Um, but it was hard for me to kind of bring myself to this point because I feel like I'm talking about fellow Christians. Yeah. And I can't. That's not right. Uh, but then I listened to this podcast and they were interviewing a girl who in 2019 got kicked out of um, Bethel. Why did she get kicked out? Because she started questioning them. She started reading the Bible for herself. Oh. And she had some questions. So they kicked her out. Um, that was fun. Her name's wow. Lindsay Davis. And you can look her up. And Shout she, out to you, Lindsay, for... Yeah, she's very strong in her getting faith. Getting in the word. And this happened, she was like 18 years old at the oh time. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. Um, somebody that young just being so strong in their faith. I wish I was like that when I was 18. It was just really hard for me to kind of like navigate through. And then they had this interview with her and she was like, there are Christians at Bethel. I believe... She's like, I believe that there are people who truly love jesus they accept jesus for who he is they're just in the wrong denomination right now and Mm -hmm. she believes that the holy spirit will open their eyes just like he opened theirs um but she said that there are people it's very dangerous because there are people at bethel who believe that they're christians but they're not um because they follow bethel's doctrine and that just gets into like dangerous ground. So at that point I was like, okay, well that kind of makes more sense to me to talk about it because there are people Mm -hmm. there who are not being fed the proper food. Yeah. One thing about Bethel that I, like I said, I, I, well, I might not have mentioned this in the podcast, but I didn't get to do a, a ton of research on this because it was somewhat of a like a last minute topic, but still one that I have wanted to do for like yes. ages. So backstory on us coming to this topic. Uh huh. Um, I just want to like let the listeners know because <laughs> yeah, and we, then it'll make my stories. We had a completely different like show lineup. Yeah, and like we had been talking about it, and we had had some of you listeners ask us to talk about Bethel. Mm-hmm. And we had planned on talking about Bethel like much later on, and we might retouch it 
I over think that time would be cool. Mm-hmm. Because there, it is a very heavy topic, and there's some things that we just don't have time to mm-hmm. talk about today. So we're just going to talk about the surface we level. We can make like a part one, part two. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Sweet. <laughs> uh, uh, but it... We, we had this completely different lineup planned. We were doing our research for a completely different topic. We won't disclose because we want it to still be a surprise. Mm-hmm. But then we were just talking and we're like, you know, let's let's do Bethel. And that was we just decided 24 hours did, ago. We just decided to do Bethel. <laughs> and yeah. I, instead of doing my research, I stayed up and played Jedi Fallen Order on my Xbox. So, and then That's I fell asleep at like... Good game though. Oh my goodness, you played it? <laughs> I want to play... Well, I am playing it. I was going to say I want to play it so bad. I'm currently playing it. But it was like 2 a.m. And I had just played Probably. I had just played Terraria. Like a ton of... Do you know what Terraria is? Mm-hmm. I love Terraria. And so... And then I was like... Because I just bought Xbox Game Pass. Oh. For the first time ever. Because I just got an Xbox. And I was scrolling through the games. And I'm like, oh my goodness. It's Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> I've wanted to play that game since I was like 12. <laughs> And so I found myself yeah. up until 2 a.m. playing it. That's so funny. But yeah, My so bad. we're just going to talk a little bit about Bethel and then we'll... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was we'll, like extraordinarily we'll, off topic. We'll go into part two and get into some of the deeper things because there is a lot. Um, it kind of mingles in with like New Age. Mm-hmm. And New Age is kind of a... Uh, like, you know when you talk to somebody and you're like, oh, do you believe in God? And they're like, oh, well, I'm spiritual. Oh, like progressive Christianity, kind of, but like more on the like, and... like a yoga. Oh, like zodiac sign yoga, yeah, astrology that kind of type beat. Yeah, gotcha. Closer into that mm-hmm. field. I hate it when people say that. I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. It's like for what? What do you mean? For why? For why? For why have you done this? All right. So a little bit of background. If you have never heard of Bethel Church, um, it's a charismatic. A mega church in Redding, California. Um, it's pretty much known for their music label, which is Bethel Music. Um, they have like a monopoly on all of modern worship music. If mm. you hear like any really good worship song, it's most likely written by Bethel or a Bethel member. Mm, that sucks. I'm going to be straight up. I Sorry, did I'm find. <laughs> I did find that they had other labels from the little research I did, like Kingsway Music and Integrity. Mm. I don't know what that is, but it's they described it. Every single source I found described it as an artist collective, such as songwriters and singers and instrumentalists, mm-hmm. and such and such and such. <laughs> so we'll actually, I'll kind of touch on that if we have time today. If not, I'll go into part two as to why they have such a monopoly on the music industry. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's it's almost kind of scary, to be mm-hmm. honest. But, um, but, yeah, so they have Bethel Music, um, and they're taught by their senior pastor, senior pastors, Bill and Benny Johnson. Um, the Johnsons became pastors of Bethel Church in 1996. Um, but around, like, 2005... They were like an Assemblies of God church, okay. like very spiritual and uh-huh. stuff. Um, but in 2005, they withdrew from like the S- Assemblies of God um, denomination and became a non-denominational church. So uh-huh. they, at that point, were no longer following any doctrine besides the Johnsons. 
that they had created themselves. I don't like that. Yeah. At all. Which I, after, I went to an Assemblies of God church when I was like 18 mm-hmm. after leaving my non-denominational church. It was a long story, but I ended up leaving there after my parents got divorced. We just needed like a fresh start uh-huh. at that point. So we went to this um, church that was kind of like, they didn't advertise they were Assemblies of God very much. It, it kind of was just very modern oh. type oh. worship. It, it had a very like elevation Oh, okay. Feel yeah, like, mm-hmm. to it. And it, I love the people there to this day. Like, I'd speak very highly of them. But mm-hmm. um, there are some things that, like, you I disagree just, on. And yeah. you'll find that anywhere. Um, but, yeah, so they withdrew from Assemblies of God. So at that point, like, the Assemblies of God church leans, like, very non-denominational type. Like, they're a very okay. loose doctrine. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can be very carefree there. And the fact that they withdrew from that to create their own non-denominational church. Is a huge red flag yeah. to me personally. Red flag. Um, not saying all non-denominational churches are red flags yeah, like that, but just the way that is laid out and yeah. the order that it took and yeah. knowing Bethel today, I really, I wouldn't trust that yeah. personally. So since, since that happening, um, there's now like around like 9,000 members of that church. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of people. 9,000. And that's just at their do church they, in Do Reading. they have like a like a, like a a church church? Like they yeah. meet every single Sunday and have services? Yeah. It's a church, the, the church in Redding, California. How big must their church be? I know, right? It's, ugh. so, um, with that being said, let's touch on Bethel Music a little bit. So Bethel Music is their record label mm-hmm. with like the Bethel music band and everything and all of that. Um, it's an artist collective and it, they go on tour, they have concerts, all of that. So it's mm-hmm. literally like a band, but it's just their worship band. Um, mm-hmm. and then they just have their own label. Um, that would be cool which if I th- it was, I, which I wasn't think it would heretical. be heretical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be real. <laughs> like we're just being honest, but the, um, the president and the co-founder of Bethel music, um, is Brian Johnson. So yeah, I have a list of the members here. Yeah. So not and it's Brian and Jen. I'm assuming Jen is his wife. Yeah. So not Bill and Benny, but Brian Johnson. So this is their their kid. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. So this is the son of Bill and Benny, and one of like the main people to come out of Bethel Music is Jeremy Riddle. Do you know him? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Jeremy Riddle, Phil Wickham, and Josh Faro wrote This is Amazing Grace. And that was, like, one of the number one worship songs for such I a long time. I love that song. Yeah. So, it's it's through Bethel. Oh. I know. Like, it's going to be this so is, sad. This entire episode <laughs> is just going to be me getting continuously frustrated with more and more of my worship playlist being yeah, exposed. Yeah, like, just delete your pa- playlist. And I'm like, dang it, but bro. The thing is, I do want to say, like... A lot of their their music is good. Like mm-hmm. it's it's good stuff. But there are some things in there that aren't biblically. I just don't want to support the. Yeah, I don't we'll want get to. There. We'll get there, because Sucks. like it's it's that's part of the reason why I felt so torn, was because. Either way, like they have such a big name and their music is everywhere. Like mm-hmm. their music is bringing people to Jesus. So there aren't people who 
are just going to Bethel Church and hearing their doctrine and hearing them speaking, but they're listening to Bethel music in their spare time. They may have never even seen the church before, but the music is just so popular. It just, it plays in local churches. Like it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I'm so torn on that because like, okay, this music's bringing people to Jesus, but then it opens a door to a false doctrine. Yeah. It's supporting so, a ministry that's corrupt. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't want to take it all away and people miss that. But then I wish there were, you know, worship bands and artists that were biblically sound yeah. who were just as popular, you know, but they don't have the funding and they don't <sighs> have the popularity really because does, they're not Bethel. Yeah, that really does go along with the Bible, as always, <laughs> um, yep. saying that the... Wide is the path to destruction and narrow is the path to salvation. And, of course, the mainstream popular thing, even for mm -hmm. Christians, is mm -hmm. going to be some kind of corrupt ministry. Yep. Which is just really, it's at the same, disappointing and kind of interesting to me because it's biblical. Yeah. But it's, it still sucks <laughs> because yeah, the ministry is awful. You have to be, like, discerning. Exactly. Like that. You have to do research into what you listen to. Yeah. And you have to know the Bible. Like if they're talking about something or they're saying something that's not biblical. You need to have a foundation. Yeah. You need to have that foundation for those red flags to be able to go off. Mm -hmm. Because knowing me, like when I first like became like a serious Christian, I've if I lived in Redding, California, I would have gone to Bethel Church. Like I can tell you because it's shiny and it's new and there's Honestly, a lot of people there. Honestly, I would there have to agree with you. The music is good. When I was like, younger and I would look at that and see a modern church and to me the aesthetic would be nice. It would look like modern day Christianity that I'd probably seen on Instagram or yep. such and such and I'd be like this is what I a saw, good Christian looks like and I would have gone. I saw a meme today and it really made me laugh cuz it's not wrong. But it was like, did you have a revival or did you and all of your Christian friends have a closed worship session? Um, where you all just like had really nice lights and loud music and stuff. <laughs> like uh, I can't remember what it was word for word, but I was like, "Ooh, did you have a revival or was the hurts. venue nice?" <laughs> yeah, and it's like, "Oops, my bad." Especially as somebody who works on the tech, like doing sound for youth and doing like, cameras. When it, when it it, you can to... really understand at some point. You're like, "This is all." Not all of it, yeah. but a lot of it can be really staged and you need to just be able to discern between your head and your heart and yeah. your feelings will lie to you. Yeah, that's a uh, that's what we're going to get into. Um, the, like, when it comes to churches like that have the funds to make the cool shows, the pretty lights, um, exactly. all the camera work, yeah. I think that's awesome because mm -hmm. it's a form of worship to me. Like There are people who have gifts, like just like my husband Dalton. He's a tech guy. This is right up his alley. Your brother, Stephen Thomas. Like, I work with Dalton. He does, yeah, he does yep. lights and I everything. I love tech. That's not to put down tech at all. Yeah, so like mm -hmm. this is something that they're called to and they're really good at. So that's their form of worship. This is mm -hmm. them doing unto the Lord. Like what better place to be doing this than in a church? Exactly. Because if, because that talent is so niche, so specific, the only other place they could do that is working for another musician somewhere mm -hmm. else and some musicians don't represent christ very well i mean w where would we rather them, them amen be? yeah <laughs> so i feel like if you've got the funds and you've got the equipment do it you know because that's just a form of worship um but this they, this is going to be different um 
So Bethel Music, they have a monopoly over everything. So the Johnsons, which is, you know, the kings and queens of Bethel Church, <laughs> um, they get criticized a lot for their teachings, obviously. I wonder why. Um, so and it's often like it's gotten to the point where it's not just like questionable. Now it's being viewed as heretical. So people are pretty much going to them saying like, you're a heretic at this point, which valid. Yeah, (laughs) they are. Um, So one of the biggest things that has come out recently of Bill Johnson, Mm -hmm. where they're like, okay, you're a heretic was his Jesus Christ is perfect theology, which Jesus Christ is perfect. He lived Mm -hmm. a perfect life, but this, the name isn't what he's saying. Say, is the name misleading? So yeah, so he claims that it is always God's will for you to be physically healed. Uh, that's um, definitely not biblical. So, in our view, is that there is physical healing, and then there is also eternal healing, which is sometimes you pass away, but you are eternally healed because you go to heaven at that point, and. It says in the Bible that, like, nothing that happens doesn't get sifted through God's fingers first. So, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes God lets things happen and everything, but it's all to perform his perfect will That almost for sounds like he was trying to answer the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. And Because we live in a find, broken world. Exactly, because we live in a broken world and God works everything together for the good of the his The thing is, God doesn't create people. bad things to happen. That's yeah. that. This is just the result of sin in the world. Mm-hmm. What he does do is take those bad things and, use, it and for his glory. use them for his glory. Yeah. So it's it's almost like he's trying to be like, oh no, this. If something bad happened, it's because you're not truly a Christian or something. Um, I'm sure that's a really appealing yeah. doctrine to non-believers. Yeah, his theology in it is that how can God choose not to heal someone when he already purchased their healing? So, like, Jesus' death on the cross. Um, So he's like, was his blood enough for all sin or just certain sins? So now he's saying, like, sickness is a result of your sin. Um, So, like, were the stripes he bore only for... I don't even know how to unpack that. Yeah, exactly. It's so incorrect. Yeah, so he's like... Uh, were the stripes he bore only for certain illnesses or a certain season of time? Um, God didn't die for so, you to not get sick. Exactly. He died for your soul so that you would go to heaven exactly. if you chose him. Eternal healing. Not Eternal physical healing. healing on this earth. Yeah. And like, if God can do whatever he wants. If he chooses to heal you. God is sovereign. Yeah. In he, his sovereign will. <laughs> yeah. That... That's what he did, and praise God for that. If he healed you, he healed you. But if you don't get healed and you're a Christian, you're going to receive eternal healing, which is your eternity in heaven. I mean, God doesn't owe you healing. Either, either way, it's a win win situation. Like, I don't understand. Like, death, physical death for to a die Christian, is to gain. Yeah, is, is a gift. Point. Like, it's, I'm not saying go like, live dangerously so you'll die and get to heaven quicker don't do that like life is precious he even says that like our lives Mm -hmm. are precious um live a healthy you know safe lifestyle that glorifies god but when your time comes and you're called 
home, that's a good thing. Like it's a good time, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh it's healing. Um, and he does not believe that oh, Mr. Boy. Bill Johnson. So he pretty much is just saying like he, his death on the cross was payment for our miracle, the miracle we're owed. Um, so I don't like any theology that centers around God owing man anything. Exactly. We are not owed anything. I was going to say, he, we anything, are filthy rags. We are inherently evil and we do not. Yeah. So anything we, anything. anything we do or anything he does for us is solely because he wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Solely because of that love. It's by kindness There's nothing, and grace. Nothing we did to earn it. If anything, we earned etern- eternity separated from him, but he didn't want that. Exactly. Thank God. All in all, for, like, that little stint on a Mr. Bill Johnson, he's pretty much saying, like, if God doesn't heal you, it's because of something you did. Like, you're either not fully a Christian or there's some sin that you haven't dealt with yet. Um, But if you are in God's perfect will, then it is, it's his will to heal you. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Um, Also, Benny Johnson... So this is the wife. She has some theology about like there are different types of angels. So she doesn't go along with his theology or No, I'm not not disagreeing. She just has some of oh, some okay. things yeah. that she's been recorded saying. Keep going. Um but she thinks that there are like different types of angels and they're for different uses what? and angels sleep when they're not being used. That's a very oddly specific thing to be incorrect about. She said it is our job to wake angels up. What? By by what? Sinning? Yeah, by for like asking for revival. (laughs) It's our job to sin so that the angels can wake up and come help us, guys. (laughs) For um, she like even gave an example how a student like yelled in the church, "Wakey, wakey!" and she saw an angel in the Um, in the door and get. Was like you have other medical issues you need to attend to personally. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you can't see angels respectfully, like Bella, that, but it's through God. It's nothing we can control. It's yeah, God is sovereign and He chooses what. Also, we see in and what do. congregation is just this random student screaming "wakey wakey" in the middle of a? Let me tell you, <laughs> Bethel's congregation. Bethel has some. Oh, I read some junk crazy <laughs> stuff about their services. And another thing, and I'm not going to stay on this for a super long time because he denied it, but then in his book, he talks about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what? Why are you denying it? Um, grave sucking. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no, like repeat the word. I genuinely, grave so sucking. Some, Is that what you said? Some members of Bethel, including Benny Johnson. Okay. Um, it's been told she has denied it but then it's talked about in her books and stuff oh my goodness um if you're gonna be wrong at least get your facts straight about being wrong yeah you lay on a person's grave after they've died to suck up their anointing and their spiritual gifts so it's like a power up you guys can't see my face right now but my mouth is like dry (laughs) what yeah it's um it's pretty bad that's like disrespectful to the dead for yeah. one for two that's just yeah and some like, demonic 
in her book crap that i don't even know don't her, do that guys don't ever go to don't do that please i didn't not her book i'm sorry in bill's book which i mean like you said they're married so when you're married you agree on doctrine and they they have this church together so it is safe to assume that whatever he believes she believes and she's been known to participate in this oh. he is denying that they do this but then in his book he talks about how anointings and spiritual gifts are pretty much theirs for the taking if they are left unclaimed oh my, after death oh like my if somebody goodness. passes on but he is it like a fight to is it like collecting Pokemon cards where they just go and collect different spiritual gifts by laying on different random people's graves? That's hilarious. I don't know. Um, I can definitely picture that though. Um, <laughs> I hate it. But look at my they... Pokedex, guys. I've got love, joy, oh peace, gosh. patience. I've got speaking in tongues like four times. Um, Dang it. Uh, but he pretty much says in his book that. He does. He never articulates that he's talking about laying on someone's grave, but he's saying like, "Oh, if somebody's passed on and they have left their spiritual gifts, anointings, and stuff unclaimed, that they are able to claim them." How they do that, Dude. he did not specify. But well, that's so strange. Yeah. How do you even come to that conclusion? Like, where do you get? Th- where do you pull that out of? I don't under. There's not even any passage in the Bible that I can think of that would even allude to anything of the sort. I said anything like five yeah. times. I'm sorry. So, another thing, and this might step on some toes. So, if you're listening and this is you, um, don't get offended. Get convicted. Um. Oh, nice. I like that. Sorry. Slap, a- slap that on a T-shirt. Can we make merch for that? <laughs> um. So Bethel um, uses as their like sole translation is the Passion translation. <laughs> um, oh no, red flag of their Bible. Red flag. Um, it's like okay, this I've, is this is gonna ruffle feathers. This is like saying that your entire church uses like NLT. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. So like their <laughs> the, their KJV main translation girl. is the Passion translation, which the Passion translation has been known to really like butter some stuff up make you feel good um Uh, there's extra stuff added in like the passion translation bible is like way longer than like the original text oh i Um, hate that and like i used to have a passion translation bible because i bought it at passion conferences um oh is passion yeah no yeah i got passion too yeah on my playlist I'm just gonna, while you're doing this, I'm gonna open up my worship playlist and just like. So, Bethel (laughs) has their hands in Hillsong worship, Jesus culture, Bethel music, passion music, elevation worship. No, not elevation. They've all intermingled in some way. Their teachings are based off of this feel good translation would the gospel was not ever meant for us to feel good <laughs> i mean it was meant for us to feel secure to have this peace in this, jesus yeah this peace and blessed assurance a feeling of happiness it then internal peace and like joy are two completely different things like just like how you said earlier 
your feelings will lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible really like so state states many times that yeah. you need to have a good foundation and a head knowledge of the Bible to guide your decisions and your choices. Because if you just listen to your heart all of the time, I mean, yeah. it's going to lie to you. So also they talk about manifestations a lot in their worship. So <laughs> they claim that God is present with them because they see clouds. clouds? A gl- they call it a glory cloud. Um, so it's like dust or like smoke and stuff that shows up in their services or feathers and glitter will fall from the ceiling and it's the presence of angels. What? That's such an odd combination. Do you think they have like little feather and glitter dispensers up there? They were very, uh, quick to mention that. That's nothing that they do. It's all God. Um, which, I mean, my blanket statement is God can do whatever he wants. If that happens, it's cool. But... It's not, this is not it. No. You know, like, that's not. No. It's not it. Um, that doesn't seem biblical. Yeah. So, they have, what we're probably going to talk about the most in part two is Bethel's School of Supernatural Ministry. What? And we'll talk about the girl who got kicked out. Sounds like Monster High, but, like... <laughs> Um, that's where they learn how to do the, um, all like the spiritual gifts, the, you learn the how street to... evangelism. Dude. Um, you learn how to cast out demons and stuff like that. It's all the supernatural part uh... of it. And they have very strict rules and guidelines that you will learn about. And it's, uh, it's very cultish yeah. to be honest. It's Picking very cultish. Picking that vibe. Yeah, but we'll definitely talk about that in part two. I'm excited about that one. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so, um, and I don't want to talk about this too deep because it's very recent. Um, And I'm not going to use names because if you are into Bethel, you know about it. And I just want to be sensitive to the family and to the person who lost their life. But there was a situation, was it last year or the year before? I think it was 2019. Where um, a worship leader, I believe, with Bethel, their daughter died. Oh, no, that's awful. Um, and it was all over Instagram. They had a hashtag and everything because they believed that if they prayed hard enough, she would come back to life. And oh. this was like a toddler. And it was very, very sad. That and my is heart, so sad. My heart hurts for the family. To be so lost yeah. and to think that you and can, that is I ad- so... I admire, I admire the faith. I know that Upsetting. it had happened in the Bible and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. it very well, very well could happen if God chose to do it. But to demand this will from God. Yeah. Um, to expect that I of God. believe that was very dangerous ground because there are, um, there are people who are new to Christianity that are yeah. new to Jesus that are very invested in Bethel Church that are very invested in this new movement in church and then to see that and to see thousands of people demand for this baby to wake up after she had been dead for days and her for to not wake up 
can really shatter That's a new Christian's faith. That's damaging to somebody's faith. Yeah. Um, and it really hurts my heart for what it did to the kingdom, but also hurts my heart for that family. That who, poor family who put all of their faith into this. Yeah. Um, and didn't know the doctrine. It's, it's very um, it's very heartbreaking. Wow. And I don't want to go into that too deep just to be yeah, no, understandable. Um, mindful of that. We're getting towards the end, and I know we've talked about a lot of surface-level things, but I'm just kind of laying the groundwork for the deep dive for yeah. next week. Um, it's because, like I said, like Bethel, it gets very heavy, and like I want to do this right, um, so I'm just going to touch on like a few more points. Um, so... One of the main things that I, that originally unsettled me with Bethel before I knew about any of this was they focus on your feelings. Yeah. Um, If you're not feeling the Holy Spirit, if you're not feeling this presence, if you're not feeling this and this and that, you're not really in tune with God. Um, And somebody who struggles with having deep, feelings i'm not somebody who goes by my feelings because i struggle to have feelings i mean i have feelings but um i'm one of those people who it takes me a minute you know um like i can be in worship and i can be worshiping worshiping my heart out but it's because i'm choosing to it's not because i'm feeling to see um oh you gonna say something no you're good you can say something um uh, i'm can somewhat be on the not the opposite end of the spectrum, but for me, it's something I really did struggle with. Mm-hmm. Because when I was not a baby Christian, I've been saved since I was like six years old. So you were literally a baby. <laughs> I was I was literally a baby, but I really went through a rough patch in my life when I was like 12, 13. And a lot of bad, not bad things happened in my life, but a lot of things, mm-hmm. like huge life changes came and I really struggled. And I f- wasn't strong in my faith at all like I didn't read my bible ever like I didn't pray ever unless I needed something and then I would run to God and then as soon as he provided for me and kept Mm -hmm. me safe I would be like okay I guess I'm good on my own now and then I would run back off again and kind of sounds like the uh the Israelites Um, no I was Old Testament (laughs) I was that way I was really struggling with that and I can only really praise God and thank God that he was this is almost making me emotional emotional He was still so faithful to carry me out of every single bad situation that I was put into and keep me safe because I was a child of the king. Even if I wasn't, I didn't, my works Mm -hmm. didn't put me in good favor with him because if that were the case, he would have abandoned me a long time ago. Yeah. But anyway, all that goes to say, (laughs) I would struggle with. If I didn't feel a certain way, like mm-hmm. while I was praying, while I was reading my Bible, while I was worshiping, then I felt like I wasn't close. Yes. With God. Like I wasn't I, doing I anything correctly. Yeah. Like I wasn't like every other Christian had this feeling every single time and I clearly didn't get it. And was I even saved because I didn't have all these yes. feelings? Yes. And then it was such a relief. T- and then, but on the other side of the coin, when I did have these feelings, it was such a high high mm-hmm. that it almost like swept me off my feet and like didn't it there was no ground yes. there was no grounded foundation yeah. that i had mm-hmm. and so reading that those passages in the bible and consulting like friends of good christian friends of mine that i really trust and um 
leaders in my in my church, I realize figuring out that it your feelings will lie to you yes. and that you're just supposed to trust the word of God and y- you don't have to feel some grand fantastical mm-hmm. emotion every single time you worship or every single time you pray because it's something you do out of obedience. Yes. And it's something you do because you choose to. Yes. I don't awesome know. That was word. just something really no, that awesome. helped me. That was so good. Um, but you literally just like defined what a Bethel service is like. It's it's all feeling. Um, and I kind of grew up with church services like that. It was very charismatic. Um, lots of like hooping and hollering and mm-hmm. all of that. And I would always question like, am I even saved? Because I don't feel this way. Like exactly. I don't. I don't feel like I need to like jump up and down and run around and stuff. Which all power to you if that's what you want to do you you do it but mm-hmm. um i always like questioned myself and with bethel they focus on why aren't you doing this like if jesus really saved you you should be jumping up and down and she hanging from the rafters and, and having spiritual screaming. laughter and passing out and having seizures oh. and stuff which is what happens during bethel services oh, um that's just the uh, horrifying i will pulling some quotes in part two mm-hmm. and stuff, but it's known like it's the term like slain in the spirit. Do you know what that is? Um, I believe I've heard it, but define it for me. All right. So I grew up around that. Um, and it's comes to a point where the Holy spirit just kind of takes over and you just pass out. Okay. Yeah. I have not heard of that. Yeah. Never mind. And like, in big revivals and stuff, they'd come around with, like, these little silk blankets. And if somebody was slain in the spirit, they'd just throw, like, a blanket over them and stuff. Because you'll get, and, cause you'll get like, cold and everything. And it was just weird. Um, but there were people having, like, seizures and stuff. And this, like, spiritual laughter where they're just, like, cackling and crying and stuff. And it's just very... Um, that seems demonic, if anything, yeah, to me personally. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in part two. Because there's... Um, a such thing as uh, I don't know if I want to say it because it's gonna ruin part two. I'll, I'm gonna keep this a secret for right now. Y'all found out. Y'all y'all will find out in part two. Um, I'll I'll tell you later, Bella. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can you can't um, see me, but I'm like mouthing. What is it? <laughs> but I want to know. <laughs> it's it's so dangerous. It's such a dangerous doctrine, and it rubs me the wrong way yeah. because I have talked to students like your age, who literally question their faith because they watch videos of Bethel and they watch the music videos and they listen to the music and they're like, why don't I feel this way? Like, am I even a Christian? And that's awful. It makes me so upset. That does make me sick because baby me, 13, 14 year old me, well, younger than that probably, but like 12, 13 me. Yeah. would have seen that and been that student that's been like baby christian why me would have I... eaten it up mm-hmm. like why aren't i mean i screaming did. and crying and as a as a kid growing up in a christian environment um i did question whether or not i was saved i did not and i i questioned all the time all the way to the point where i gave up on it like mm. i literally came to a point where i was like well i'm i'm not really saved so i mean I don't know how I can be because I never feel this way. So I'm just going to do me. And I never. That's heartbreaking. I never didn't believe in God. Like I've always believed in God, but I just felt like there was something I was missing. 
Mm-hmm. It's to the point where I did not fall under his grace. Because if I did, why don't I feel the same way everybody else does? Uh, if that makes sense. That is how dangerous. That, and that is. The lie of emotion can get you in church. Yes. Churches. Um, and like that doesn't. That does not mean that you cannot show emotion. You can't. Because sometimes God will just, you know, prick my heart over something. And I'm getting a little like sappy over in the corner by myself. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes that just happens. But I've there's been called, there. There's called moments for it. Like in mm-hmm. the Bible, it says there's a time to dance. There's a time to mourn. There's a time like for everything. You don't need to raise your hands every single time in the church service. But if you this is something that a friend told me mm-hmm. and that really stuck with me. It's not about emotion when you, like, raise your hands in worship. It's Mm -hmm. not about feeling that feeling. It's about obedience to God Mm -hmm. and worshiping him with all of your capacity in that moment and what you feel called to do. Yes. Not about, oh, this song is, like, my favorite song. It's making me really happy. I'm going to, like, raise my hands. And that's the difference between... um, It's obedience, not euphoria. uh, Listening to the Holy Spirit and listening to your feelings. So... Amen. Like... If the Holy Spirit is calling you to further step out in your worship, so like raising your hands, stuff like that, like because like I raise my hands in worship, me too, um, because I feel called to it. Exactly. But it's just like in uh, James, it's not out of emotion though. James four seventeen, like anyone who like knows what to do and they don't do it are in sin, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, and I mean that just goes like if you know what is right you're still not doing what is right it's a sin but i also carry that into if i'm being called to do something and i don't do it i'm in sin yeah um that's not word for word what the verse means but that's what i get out of it if i'm being called to something and the holy spirit's telling me to do something I and i do not that. do it that's disobedience and it's a sin mm-hmm. um so at that point even if i'm not feeling like it if i'm mm-hmm. not feeling all happy happy joy joy at church because jesus mm-hmm. christ saved me but i'm feeling called to worship him because he did save me That's no matter exactly how I feel. The universe. I'm going to worship my heart out, you know? Thank you. That is exactly. exactly what I mean. But Bethel focuses on... The feeling. Yeah. And if you're not feeling it comes the feeling... To the point, if it comes to the point, like, if you're not feeling it, you better fake it till you make it. Because uh. if you're not... If you're in a Bethel service and you're not hooping and hollering, you just don't have Jesus. Like, that's what they see. Or you're demonically oppressed and they need to deliver you goodness yeah for me one thing it i think where bethel differs with what you said is where you were like if i'm if i'm being called to worship and i'm not doing it then it's disobedience to god bethel i think bethel believes more along the lines of if i'm not feeling like I need to worship, then it's disobedience to God. Like if I'm not feeling the emotions, mm-hmm. I'm in sin, and yeah. it's like no, no, it that's not. It's not about not the case emotions. At all. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people who struggle with like mental health yeah. stuff, and they don't necessarily have control of their feelings. Mm-hmm. Or you're on a medication that makes you pretty numb to the world. If we were defined by our feelings, we would all be in a ton of trouble. Exactly. It's, you are defined by your obedience. Yes. And you are defined by what the Father says about so you, you, and that are... is you are beautifully, like, marvelously made, and you are perfect in his eyes because of the sacrifice that Jesus made, um, that no one can take that from you. No feeling can take that from you. So in that obedience, exactly. you worship, not because you feel like it, not because 
you're super giddy or and all that not the feelings yeah. has nothing to do with it all that goes to say if you are i don't want people to think that like me or you're super like anti-emotion because if, no, you, if you're happy while worshiping that's yeah. great if you're having feelings feel those feelings I but say, i'm saying amazing. if you're having a lack of feelings there's nothing wrong with you exactly why was there Good such silence grief. after that? I don't know. We just got fired up. I was going to say, man, I think we really like. So next week we're going to talk about um, how Bethel has a false sense of God in Jesus's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about their spiritualism uh-huh. in that sense. They, um, they identify the Holy Spirit as... A separate being. Yeah. Almost. That's... Instead of... Almost, like, outside of the Trinity. Oh. That's really strange. If that... So, like... It's hard to explain, but we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. And then how they kind of fall into the New Age movement. Um, and all of that. Right. And that's, that's a little heavier. So, I wanted to kind of almost like sprinkle the seeds for the next episode i feel like this was a very heavy episode and we're not even in like the meat of the topic yeah (laughs) we're not even we are not even close yet it gets pretty heavy and like even this episode like you said was pretty heavy i think i was very serious and we we are not make as many jokes (laughs) yeah i'm sorry guys we're not funny today um (laughs) you're getting the serious stuff but um anybody who's listening and you are very much uh, a supporter of Bethel. Um, we're not getting on to you. I just want you to know that we're not um, judging you or anything because, like we both said, at one point in our relationship with God, we would have eaten this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we would be wrong to not tell you the truth and to not warn you about some of the dangers of you, emotional worship as, as a Christian. You have to have that discernment because there are false doctrines, there are false prophets, there are just check your teachings. Yeah, just know the word, get in the word, get in the Bible, trust the Holy Spirit. See for yourself. Don't take our word for it. Go in the Bible and yeah, see for yourself. See what Jesus says about you and about your relationship with Him, and then compare it to uh bethel doctrine yeah honestly as a good rule of thumb and then get back with me (laughs) (laughs) hit me up after that as a good rule of thumb measure everything you hear against the bible like measure it through the lens of the bible look at look at the world around you look at mainstream media look at what's being taught even at your church at your school and Look at it through the lens of the word of God, and that's how you will know what is truth and what is not, and that's how you develop discernment. Mm-hmm. Yep. It says in the Bible that if you ask for wisdom, you'll receive it. Mm-hmm. So just ask for wisdom, pray, um, and you will most definitely receive it. Um, but yeah, so that's our episode for today. Oh, I was going to mention one more thing. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. Um, soup, of, soup of the week. 
<gasps> I'm reminding you I because I forgot about the I know, soup of the day. I, I forgot about is the soup, soup of the week day. or soup of the week. It's soup of the day. I just said soup of the week or soup of the week. Is it soup of the day? Soup of the day, but it's like whatever happened in your week. I okay. completely forgot. I apologize. No, I was, it's fine. I just noticed I we were really, getting so uh, heavy, and I was yeah. like, why not a lighthearted thing? I really jumped in on that. So what's your what's your soup of the day? I don't know. Give me a minute. You go with yours. <laughs> you reminded me. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, I, don't, don't I don't have one. So my soup of the day would have to be um, this sweater that I'm wearing. I got it this past week, and I'm really feeling it. I really like it's it. It's a good it, one. It makes me feel good. You know what? I'm going to have a similar one of that. Yeah? Um. So I've had this one pair of socks. <laughs> I'm slowly I think you moved moving everything out of your way. <laughs> Those are the socks. I just put the, this is so this hurts. I can't stretch. You're getting older. For real. Um I love these socks and I've had them for like years except for one of them was hidden behind our dryer and I couldn't find it for like the past 2 years and I've been looking for it and I finally found it and this is like my favorite pair of socks and I got to wear them today. So I'm so very happy. Funny. That's awesome. That's Good my soup, soup of the, of the day. day. Good soup of the day. No, you know when you just get like a piece of clothing and it's just like, it's just right. It just be like that, bro. It's just right. If it's the person um, out, that's me with my mom man shirt. I have in, I have into the world outfits. <laughs> me too. Um, so like you know when uh, you see a movie and like it's absolute like chaos or it's like apocalypse. I have apocalypse or, outfits too. Yeah. So like and you you see the people in the movie and like their outfits just like on point. You know with the with the vibe yeah it's just it, it's i it's love how we're so cute. similar um i have outfits where i'm like you know if the world ended today i'd be okay with this outfit mm-hmm. you know i have a couple of those and this is one of them that's good yeah i have a few where i'm like okay let's say um i don't believe in zombies oh my gosh but let's say zombie apocalypse hit i want to wear something light and comfortable but that i still absolutely love that makes me look like a main character in a movie yeah but that like i could totally pull out a bat and like fight a zombie with and that's my sherpa jacket and my jeans and my high top converse and like my waffle knit gray shirt that i wore the other day and my ball cap so that's my zombie outfit i have this sweater that has uh two ducks on it Uh uh-huh um like, I want to be buried in that sweater. Like, that's my for favorite shirt. But the world could end in that shirt, and I would be absolutely fine. Oh, my goodness. I have this jacket. You've seen it, I'm sure. The billabong yeah. jacket that I have that's, yeah. like, <laughs> light pink corduroy. Yeah. And it's, like, a men's jacket, and it was my mom's first, but she, like, kind of gave it to me. And she one day she was asking me, she was like, so in my will, like, is there anything, like, any piece of family jewelry <laughs> that you really want? And the only thing I could come up with, I'm like, can you please leave me that jacket? like can i please have so i'm the only one that wear she gave you your inheritance early yeah for real that's the only thing she's gonna give me it's just You're gonna so be that prodigal. <laughs> I, I, my bad but i just really like that jacket man i don't know so the same thing kind of happened to me um my dad used to wear this hat when i was growing up he used to wear this bucket hat that had a manatee <laughs> on it oh. and um it was like so sentimental to me and like he lives out of state and everything now mm-hmm. and i told him like when you die that's all I want. Like, I just want the hat. If you That's still have the billabong jacket to me. Um, And, like, you know that ball cap that I wear that has a manatee on it sometimes? Yep. I got that hat because it, it like, kind of resonated you. with me. And then as my wedding present, he gave me my wedding present the day before our wedding. It was his manatee hat. So I have. That's so sweet. I have his hat. So that's my inheritance. That's so <laughs> fair. Much. Have you seen my um gray ball cap with the smiley face on it? Mm-hmm. That's, like, my all-time favorite hat and that's like the the hat that i said i would wear in my zombie outfit that's like i love that hat oh man i also want to be buried in that hat 
All right. Well, you got anything else? No. I'm good. I think I'm good, too. Until next week. Until next week. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you tune in again on Tuesday. We post podcasts every Tuesday on Spotify. We will soon be coming to other streaming services, but right now we're just on Spotify. Sorry, y'all. But, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We appreciate all of you. Um, Please make sure to like, follow, share, tell your friends, give us feedback, send us an email if you want to hear about anything. Um, give us a topic or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we just appreciate y'all so much. So again, signing out, Katie and Bella, thank you for listening to It's in the Soup. Bye, y'all.